right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's a live episode we just recorded over at Downtown Cinemas last week on The Beekeeper, starring Jason Statham, directed by David Ayer, and this movie was so much fun. Joining me in the conversation are Joe Black, Luella Chavez, and Chris Mayashiro. We had a great conversation, lots of great puzzle pieces to get into, and we got a lot of crowd participation on this one, so it was a really fun show. These things have been so much fun to do, and make sure you are subscribed and following on the socials and all that, because there are a lot more live shows on the way. We'll be announcing more things soon, uh, but I love doing them, and I can't wait to do more, so... Yes, uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you subscribe. Make sure you are following on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So we got a nice, long, fun conversation coming up. So let's just get into it. Let's talk about The Beekeeper. All right, so we're going to talk about The Beekeeper, which we just watched in... Fuck, that was fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my dad's got his honey with his tea over there. Before we get into the movie, I do want to uh, introduce my guests here for this awesome conversation we're going to have. Starting off with Chris Mayashiro, first time on the podcast, but we've known each other for years. He's an actor, stunt coordinator, a bunch of other stuff. Chris, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, my name is Chris Mayashiro. Uh, I'm an actor here in Vegas. Uh, I've done some fight choreo. I've done a bunch of things. I also do a lot of things on the site as well. I'm a photographer and a visual artist as well. So, Right on, right on. Next to him is Luella Chavez, who's been on the show before. It's been a while. She's a comedian, an actor. Luella, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Luella Chavez. Um, yeah, I, that's pretty much it. I, I, I've i actually worked with Chris before yeah. on other stuff, random stuff, yeah, long, like long time long ago. Time ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never know. Yeah, I never know when I like have... Small world, right? Yeah, all these people on. But we've got Joe coming to us from L.A. right now. He drove all the way down here for this movie and for this podcast. Joe's been on the podcast a hundred times at this point, but yeah. I'm happy to have him. He's a filmmaker. Joe, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Joe Black. Um, and actually, I just found out like 30 seconds before this movie started that our newest film, Suffrage, went live today on Amazon. Beautiful. So you can actually, you can please, please uh, buy and or rent and rate and review it on Amazon. It is also a, a political... Uh, Almost kind of like satire yeah. in a way. Um, ours is more badass, though. Our politicians actually are evil. We don't cop out <laughs> like that. <but laughs> so uh, getting into The Beekeeper, um, we're going to get into a lot of stuff with this movie. But the main thing for people who are here who have not listened to Piecing It Together before, what we do is we talk about a movie through the lens of what other movies might have inspired it. So I always like to just kick these off with a puzzle piece. That's what we call them, puzzle pieces. And I like to just throw one out there right away, and then we'll get into everybody will start giving puzzle pieces but we're going to go right to the equalizer Antoine Fuqua's film with Denzel Washington um this guy with the mysterious past and you know you don't really know that there's anything necessarily special about him but once one person he cares about is wronged just everybody has to pay and there's just nobody really stands a chance against this guy once he like starts going towards his target so I thought the equalizer would be a good one to kind of kick this off and uh, start the conversation about films that maybe might have inspired The Beekeeper in some way. Are we fans of the Equalizer series over here? What about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I love the Equalizer series. I still haven't seen the third one, though. 
Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it. I've been meaning to. Uh, I'm hoping I can get to that pretty soon. Uh, I love the Equalizer series. Uh, I think Denzel has been proven to be a really uh, competent uh, action actor. Uh, I mean, he's an incredible actor in general, but like I, I think uh, uh, on the action side, you know, Book of Eli was a really good one. He had a lot of sure. like, uh, a lot of Filipino martial arts and a lot of uh, Kali work in that. And uh, uh, I love the stuff that he did. I think that's an underrated film in his, uh, in his filmography. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he does it all basically he's just awesome at whatever he tries that to movie do. is one mila kuna shy of being a masterpiece yeah it's, it's, it's good fair enough i didn't think fair i'd enough. agree with that but yeah i agree <laughs> what about you luella fan of that series? uh yes uh yeah. i've seen the first two as well i haven't seen the third and i actually knew somebody that was in the second one i did acting class with uh he's an mma fighter he does a lot of stunt work so yeah we got a lot of those here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right on. And Joe, I know we've talked about the Equalizer series before. You loved the third one. Right? I loved it. That yeah. was that was like the biggest surprise of last year for me. I, I, I didn't care for the first one. I uh I actually the first the first Equalizer was the first time I ever saw a movie and went, they should have just asked me. <laughs> like like I, I know, like it's great. And then the second one I just thought was awful. But this one and I don't know. It was like it was kind of like the actual like meaningful version of something like this movie. And it's funny because Fuqua, I always get him and Air confused. Mm. Like I don't know why their filmographies have that same kind of like lunk-headed brutality to them. <laughs> and maybe that's also why I liked Equalizer Three because it was more like meditative and it was a horror film. And I don't know. It was, uh, that was one of my favorites last year for sure. Lunk-headed brutality is that like to this this guy who's like stands up against the beekeeper here at the end? Yeah, uh, seriously. Is that not that if nothing else? But that guy was you talking about the the blonde guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, talk about coming in in the in the twenty fifth hour and like stealing the movie. Yeah, like, that guy was so good. So funny, <laughs> so damn good. But uh, Chris, let's go to your first puzzle piece. Uh, first puzzle piece uh, is actually a Jackie Chan movie called Mr. Nice Guy. I think, uh, nice. you know, uh, Jackie Chan, uh, especially in like the about the 90s, he, he had this string of movies. And I think you can see a lot of his filmography uh, follow the kind of same structure of, of someone uh, and uh, a so-called ordinary person put into an extraordinary circumstances and ends up winding, you know, ends up being a, like really kick ass. So with Mr. Nice Guy, he was he was a celebrity chef or something <laughs> sure. and got mixed up in all of this, like all of this, like crime drama. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want to fight. And then now all of a sudden he's just like whooping everybody's ass. So and, and I love that. I, I, I love that structure because it doesn't really take itself too seriously. And I feel like I feel like this movie was sort of in that vein where it didn't really take itself too seriously with anything. It knew, knew kind of what it was, and it was just a fun ride. So Yeah, when I first saw the trailer for The Beekeeper, I was just like so nervous because it looked like top-notch Jason Statham, but David Ayer is such a wild card. Like, is he going to play this so serious that it's just boring as hell, or is it going to be over the top and crazy? And I, I think he really kind of nailed the tone here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right on. Any uh, any other Jackie Chan films we can throw in here? Because I feel like we probably could throw more. Yeah, you could probably throw more. I mean, Operation Condor, uh, even First Strike. Uh, the Foreigner. Uh, yeah, The Foreigner is a good one. A good one. Um, very much in that same retired uh, ex-operative that just got put into the situation. That's a really good one. Um, uh, Who Am I is a really yes. fun one for me. Like, I love Who Am I. 
Uh, the rooftop scene is one of my favorite fight scenes of, of Jackie Chan's uh, filmography. Joe let out a yes on who am I. You're a big fan of that one, huh? I'm a big fan of Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, yeah. Didn't oh, Stephen yeah. Chow, didn't he do uh, um, The God of Cookery? Too, which is kind of similar to Mr. Nice Guy. Might be, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's Stephen Chow, like pre uh, Shaolin Soccer. Pre Shaolin pre, Soccer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, even Shaolin Soccer and and what um, Kung Fu Hustle was, I think, follow that same vein. Absolutely. Yeah, Statham loves all that stuff. So yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense for him to get you know inspiration from those things. Yeah. So. Yeah, Luella, let's go to your first piece. <laughs> I don't know if I have any actual movies. <laughs> but, like, the first thing that I thought of was the guy at the call center reminded me, like, did he take that outfit from the, like, set of a video for Lonely Island? <laughs> yeah, I like, can see that. that uh, I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> the whole scene actually looked like the whole center looked like that to me, uh, to be honest. But. There's a certain millennial douchebag that they like set dress the whole thing, all the the outfits, the the screens behind them, like it like it fits in so perfectly with that everything that Lonely Island skewers in their music videos. Completely. So that's a great one. I love that. That's, that's hilarious. I, I was actually thinking, like, I'll just, I'll throw on top of that just because you're bringing that up. But um, one of my like pieces I was kind of thinking about was Free Guy with the Taika Waititi character, which that's oh, cool. practically the reason I can't stand Taika Waititi anymore. <laughs> I mean, he made some great movies, and now he's kind of just gone downhill. But like, it's that character I can't really separate him from. He's just this total asshole. I don't think I he just... knew the cameras were rolling for that movie. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, I had the same thought about Free Guy, but I realized I like uh, Josh Hutchison in this because he's not actually that guy in real life, sure. which is why I enjoyed watching him. Yeah. Unlike Taika Waititi. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. What do, what do you got next, Joe? Well, I mean, sticking with all that, I, I mean, the whole first thing was like, I know it was an exposition dump for, you know, the cheap seats, but it reminded me of The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, reading the script, following the script, showing them how it's done, setting them up, you know, like the... Whatever. I, I, I was kind of hoping for him to fuck up with the Bluetooth and like accidentally say something, but you know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it reminded me of The Wolf of Wall Street and um I would like to see that movie get beekeepered just in general, <laughs> like because I'm not a fan. But yeah, we'll we'll start with that one. There there you go. That works absolutely as far as like all the greed stuff and, and you know, I it it's so prevalent right now and uh it definitely I think is gonna come up in it's coming up in my first puzzle piece, uh, which is boiler room. Uh, you know, as far as movies about, we got a fan over there, as far as movies about stealing from unsuspecting people uh, with scams and just the absolute doing anything for money, Boiler Room is an absolute classic with G Giovanni Ribisi and Vin Diesel and all, all these people who are like really at the top of their game in that movie and really just these slimeball characters who just do, they don't give a fuck about anything except for themselves and the... Uh, the idea that these are people who you really just want to root against. Like, that's mm -hmm. something that I think is so smart about this movie that they, and that's also something that'll come up in another one of my puzzle pieces later, but uh, characters that you just want to see them die. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, so Boiler Room is my first one. You guys all fans of Boiler Room over there? With Affleck doing his best Alec Baldwin impression? Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like what you said, though, because like this movie is about good and evil. It's not even about good guys, bad guys, right? It's literally about good and evil, and yeah. uh, and I and I like that it handles it so bluntly because that's like a very blunt categorization. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the bad guys are evil. The good guy is good. And I think that's another David Ayer thing. Like it's yeah. just like total archetype. Just you know who who are who is bad? Who is good? Who is just on the sidelines? Like you know. 
Except Suicide Squad. He whiffed <laughs> well, that one. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I do like, uh, as far as like, uh, in that, in, in uh, going off of that and what they did with the action and with the fight choreography of being able to uh, even keep that line and not blurring that line. You know, there are very specific things that they did in the fight choreo that um, uh, really reflected like what his, what Jason Statham's character was and how he kind of viewed uh, everybody. You know, FBI agents in suits, they all lived like he all yeah. took them out, you know, um, all, all the Secret Service coming down the stairs. I mean, they all he all kind of took care of him. I mean, he got him out of his way, but he didn't end up killing him and switching to the mercenaries at the end and to the uh, to the ex operatives that he had to go through in that second building. You know, it, and to be able to see that that level of uh, attention to detail with what they did with the action and fight choreo was really kind of awesome to see. I think that's a great point. And actually, I'm just going to squeeze in an extra little puzzle piece here just based off what you're saying. But I'm going Terminator 2. Yeah. The, the way the Terminator just, you know, he only shoots people in kneecaps or whatever. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want people that aren't bad to die. You know, that whole thing. Joe, don't tell us how much you hate Terminator 2. I'm just right. glad that if Terminator 2 had been 98 minutes, it would have been, you know, <laughs> half as good as this at yeah. least, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, Chris, what do you got for your next one? Um, next one, uh, it, this is kind of an obscure movie, uh, but uh, again, going on that same vein of like uh, a person that an, an or, a seemingly ordinary person uh, coming into an, a very extraordinary circumstance. Uh, there's a movie called uh, Madantau. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, but if anyone's ever seen or heard of the Raid Redemption and the Raid, um, uh, the second Raid Raid to Berendal, uh, this was made by the same filmmaker, Gareth Evans. Mm -hmm. uh, it was stars the same person, uh, Iko Weiss. Uh, this was actually the first film that they worked on and collaborated on before they did the raid. And um, it, it followed the journey of 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 a, of a man that was kind of on a kind of on a spiritual journey. He ended up coming across an alleyway into the big city. He was in the big city, he came across in an alleyway and he was seeing seeing a, a prostitute getting like beaten. So like and he steps in and, you know, and as as the movie goes on, seeing him trying to like just kind of follow his own path and doing the right thing. And I, I think uh, I think a lot of that is mirrored into this movie as well, where you have just someone that's just uh, for no character motivation being nothing else but just trying to do the right thing. Sure, sure. Good yeah. and evil and yeah. just a badass fighter yeah. you know, taking care of people. Yeah, so, you know? yeah I've never seen it, but uh, it sounds great. I mean, the raid's awesome. It, so. It's a really good It's a really good movie. If if anyone is a fan of the Raid Redemption and, and those movies, uh, uh, this was the movie that came before it. Uh, a lot of the things that I, I feel like, because it's not a perfect movie, it's a, it's a, it's an okay movie. Um, it's the first movie that I ever saw um, Silat, uh, Indonesian Silat, uh, featured in in fight choreo. So that was really kind of interesting for me, being a fight choreo choreographer. But um, this was a, I mean, a lot of the problems that I had with the movie because it was it was way too long. It was really like poorly play, paced. Um, but all the things I found wrong with that movie. Uh, you you see them really kind of course correct and fix that in the Raid Redemption. So uh, in that context, it's actually kind of a really interesting movie to watch because uh, you're really seeing this like the budding of uh, of a director that became really just overnight well known for just doing action. 
Right on. Have either of you seen that? I haven't seen it. No, but I like how you're talking about like the evolution of a vision. Like, because yeah. they say like making action, especially, is like the hardest thing to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that's really cool to be able to, you know, watch like the evolution of action that you're talking about there in his yeah. career. Yeah. You know, and, and like the way I learned action and the way I learned how to like think about fight choreo was, was really, uh, to not treat it any differently than you would treat it, treat a dialogue scene, try to telling the same story. And like what I appreciated about what, what they were doing with uh, Medentau and what they were doing with the raid was that they were really trying to tell the story within the fighting, you know? So, sure. um, and you know, I really appreciated that. And it's something that I really kind of like, that has really inspired me. So. Right on. Luella, let's go to your next piece. What do you got? So when Josh Hutchinson makes his entrance into the movie, all I saw, especially because it was like a silhouette and he skateboards in, it reminded me of the bad kid in Pet Cemetery 2. <laughs> Pet Cemetery 2. I I haven't seen that in so long. I'm trying to remember I the just entrance. just watched it this past Halloween, too, though. Was it good? Does it, does it hold up? <laughs> uh, well, they made a prequel of it just not too long ago. I don't think that so was very good. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're, ma they're making a sequel to that prequel. By what? The way. But, yeah. It comes um, out this thank year. God. Yeah, <laughs> finally, right? Finally. Maybe I'll finally understand it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't recall that introduction. Either of you guys remember Pet Cemetery Two? She well, he's just, just recently like the it. the vibe. The, yeah. he, the even the silhouette. It looked like the same actor. Yeah. You know, he's. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's I love just, it. Like, that was my first thought. I she, love it. Now I'm gonna go home and go and find that and watch it. It's, it's been forever. I since think it I was on there. HBO Max. I was don't it? Remember. Oh, totally. <laughs> Sweet. I totally got that. <laughs> we, we have access to that one, so yeah, for sure. We're, we're all going to go home and watch it next. But, I know. Uh, Joe, what do you got next? Okay, so like halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm getting this weird like black dynamite feel from this movie. <laughs> like I know, and I wasn't going to say it. Like I wasn't going to say it because like that's too ridiculous. But then when it got to the twist that like this goes all the way to the top. Yeah, yeah. Like just like black dynamite where he has to fight Tricky Dick at the end. And that actually ruined Black Dynamite for me. Not ruined, but like that's where it dives off for me. Like when it just gets so silly in yeah. the end. It, yeah. Like it, it was too stupid. But now I think I like it more because like <laughs> I, I guess Black Dynamite, what's so good about it is that it's so silly and a lot of irony. But when it comes to the action, there's no irony there. There's no, you know, Michael Jai White. And I think he kind of. Did perfected that a little with his last one, the Outlaw Johnny Black. I still want to see that. It's really good, and yeah. it's it's a little different. Is that like out? This, it's out. Yeah, like, it's what? on Blu-ray now, actually. But like this, oh it's it's much more sincere than you would expect it to be. Um, and and that's why I like this one more overall. But like Black Dynamite, I think what was so exciting was that it reminded you of like how thrilling it was to see a one-man army. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't matter how silly things were, as long as like. The, it was a skilled fighter and somebody you could admire in a way. Like this guy's like a real superhero, right? You know right, what I mean? Black, yeah. like, like I mean, we've gotten so marvelled out with like you know Robert Downey Juniors and Mark Ruffalos and stuff like that, and it's like, no, like, like get somebody who can actually like kick ass. You know what I mean? Like Tom Cruise is not the last movie star. I'm sorry, like that. We all came to, to this because of Jason Statham. We sure we didn't did. come to because of David Ayer. We didn't. There are movie stars, and what makes a movie star is somebody with charisma who has a talent that we don't. Mm. You know, like movies used to go see it. People would go see Fred Astaire movies because they wanted to see a guy dance. You mm. know what I mean? We do that with Channing Tatum now. You know what I mean? Just 
let these people do what they were born to do. And Michael Jai White found the perfect way to do that. He's like, nobody takes me seriously because I'm not that great of an actor. But you know what I am? I love movies and I'm a badass fighter. So I'll just do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To, to Black Dynamite as a puzzle piece, one thing I think maybe I take a few points away from this movie is it takes a long time to get to it rationing up to 100 which once it gets there, it's all the way through to the ends, but they really take their time like selling just, you know, the the, the downer part of the beginning of the I movie. don't know, because once you get to once you get to it, you're like, I didn't think this movie could go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and then it goes because he wipes out the mercenaries that you think are supposed to be the big bads. One of my and, favorite things is that everything in the trailer is only that first, right. like, you know, that first call center. And so, like, the fact that there was so much more after that, like, yeah, once it gets going, though, it's oh. like it's 100 percent. So, yeah, best I, movie. Of the I, year. I agree <laughs> that in the beginning, it, it took a while to get to that first that first action sequence. I felt like a casting director watching a lot of demo reels and yeah. <laughs> high quality self-tape auditions. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham's got range. He's well, dramatic. You, you got to front load it with the reason to care. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, cause like you're not like you can watch a cool action sequence or whatever, but if you, if you're not in it by the time all that starts, then like you're just watching repetition. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I love the pacing of it. I thought it was perfect. Right on, right on. Well, I'll go to another piece here, and uh, this is one that is fairly recent. It's from last year. Uh, it's a Finnish film called Sisu, mm -hmm. and uh, this is another one of these action-revenge films which was heavily, uh, you know, uh, touted as being from the studio that brought you John Wick. So, like, they knew exactly what they were doing with the promotions for the movie. But the main thing about that movie is by making all of the bad guys that this one guy has to uh, fight his way through Nazis, mm -hmm. you don't give one single shit about them. Like, tie him up by ropes, throw him in a, in a river, like, drive over him with a car, like, whatever he's going to do, hell yeah, dude, just do it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so this movie, I think, you know, I was talking about it with Boiler Room, by making these guys just the biggest scumbags, and we also get to that second call center, and, like, that guy, oh, my God, where'd he, they find him? I thought he was going to steal the movie. Yeah. Like, like, he was so good. Then that, the other guy came. Was, and oh. the suit. The Again, suit. The, the goat. <laughs> some of the... <laughs> Some of the, the clothing decisions. <laughs> that second guy, I don't I don't remember his name, but he was actually in the first John Wick. He was uh oh, nice. he was uh, uh Alfie Allen's uh right hand man, like mm -hmm. one of the Russians. So yeah, as, as soon as you see him, like, oh man, it's that guy. What's his name? I just, That's but yeah, awesome. yeah. So um it was kind of cool to just kind of see him pop up. He did a really good job. Right on, right on. Well, let's go to uh, one more piece. Oh. Uh, let's see. I like a big one. one more piece. Uh, <laughs> had one right here. I took notes. Oh, my <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Uh, there, uh, the, I think my next piece is going to be, uh, the Roroni Kenshin series. So, um, specifically the, the live action. I was not really a huge fan of the anime series. Uh, I never, uh, ended up watching it, but, uh, a friend of mine suggested watching the movie series, uh, and it's a five-part series now, and they're all amazing. And, and they, they, from the very first movie, they very much introduce him in much of the same vein as, as we introduced Jason Statham here, where he's just an ordinary guy, just kind of wandering around, whatever, just really kind of unassuming, and then... Something happens, and you know he has to kick everyone's ass. Every so, single like, person, everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, if 
Ruroni Kenshin. You can find it on uh, Netflix, actually. Yeah, you can find the first one. It, uh, yeah, it'll be in the show notes, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Japanese movie. Um, uh, again, I never watched. I never intended to watch it because mm -hmm. I wasn't really a fan of the anime series. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I really think that it's probably one of the best like live action renditions of a of a of an animated series or feature that I've ever seen. So That's I probably, cool. yeah, I would, I would probably stand by that. And as the movies go on, by the time you get to the fourth and fifth movie, I mean, they've really worked the fight work well. I mean, they're, they're, it gets a little cartoony sometimes. Like some of the villains are like, some of villains are like really, really like villainy. Like yeah. it's just like, That's like they're fun, twirling though. mustaches. Like, like, dude, dude, calm down. Like, but uh, I love those movies. Right on. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, and, Right now, we're getting so many of these live-action adaptations of these, you know, anime, uh, you know, series. And so the fact that, you know, you love that one so much, it sounds like it would be a cool one to check out for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. I, I do want to say, for the record, man, I can't tell you, Black Dynamite is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I don't as, blame you. As, as soon as we got to that, as soon as we got, who the hell interrupted my kung fu? Yo, I was in. Like, I was like I'm like, dude. This is gonna be great. This yeah, the two little girls. My mom says my dad's name's Black Dynamite. Yeah, my mom said my dad's name Black Dynamite too. And he goes, uh, "Hush up, little girl. A lot of cats got that name." <laughs> as soon as I saw the boom mic drop into the scene and hit him in the head, dude, I was like, "Oh, this is I'm in." When the, like I'm totally I mean, in. Last reference when it comes back in and chops off his arm and he goes, "Ha! I threw that shit before I came yeah, in the yeah, room." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's great, man. We oh, should do yeah. a special episode on Black Dynamite. Absolutely. Oh, well, we didn't <laughs> Please call me. Johnny Black. I know. Like, never got to Yeah, it. I mean. Yeah. Double episode. Double I saw episode. it twice in the theater. Oh, my God. I'm, and I had to pay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Luella, what do you got next? Um, okay, so I have a couple little things. But um, I, so the first kid gets his fingers chopped off, and then when he takes the other finger for the fingerprint, it just reminded me of the ice killer on Dexter. Mm, um, yeah, the body parts and stuff like that, and mm. also didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but in uh, Resident Evil, don't they have a like a beehive analogy? Yeah. Oh yeah, the you're right. The, yeah. Oh the whole yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we got backflips, and we got we got all kinds of action in that. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we definitely have the whole hive thing going on there. So. I oh, love yeah. the Resident Evil movies. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I brought a whole group of people to see the final chapter. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I love the first one. Well, the but, irony uh, that the final chapter didn't stick to the continuity of the first five. Like, it was its <laughs> own movie. Like, it didn't... It didn't it, really? No one cared. That drove me... <laughs> I cared. It drove me nuts. It was a resolution. Well, the fifth one was really good because they go back and they go through all the other movies again because she has to, they created the simulations of all the other movie she's been through she has to fight her way through all four of the movies you know that would have been a good finale but no they just had to milk it for one more for wow. 13 more dollars from me of course <laughs> well, now i know what happens in that resident evil movie. it's real good <laughs> <laughs> joe one more piece i i i didn't know we were only doing three otherwise i wouldn't have wasted one on fucking wolf of wall street that was the bane of my existence. um so i'm gonna do a quick one of mr majestic with charles bronson no Strike that reverse. I'm gonna do a quick one of Rambo: Last Blood, okay. which is one of my like favorite legacy sequels, as they like to call them. And it's the same thing where he like works on this farm with his family, and a tragedy sure. strikes, and he goes back into full Rambo mode. Um, that one, uh, I wrote like a ten-page long review of that that I actually ended up putting on my letterbox. So if you want to read that, like it's, 
I don't know. I, that movie really affected me, and I don't give a shit about the other Rambo movies, really. Like, the first one's cool, but anyways. So, no, that's not my real piece. My real piece now is Mr. Majestic, which is a Charles Bronson film, uh, and uh, he's Mr. Majestic. It was written by Elmore Leonard, who wrote the book that it was based on, and he's a watermelon farmer who mm -hmm. hires uh, illegal immigrants, and he actually befriends them because he's at a gas station and he uses the bathroom. And then when he comes out, they're all there. And one of them tries to use the bathroom. The guy won't let him. And he's telling him, oh, the toilet's broken in there. And Charles Bronson's like, you, I was the last one to use that toilet. You saying I broke it? You know, so he's, <laughs> he, he takes them all under his wing. They work his farm for him. He, like, houses them. It's, and then these gangsters get mad. And they, it, it, like, basically he gets tied in with these gangsters. And they get revenge on him by destroying his entire watermelon crop, and that's like all he cares about. Mm -hmm. And he goes on bloody revenge. So when those motherfuckers destroyed his bees, yes, I, like because I was thinking it to begin with with the whole farm setting, but then once they destroyed his bees, I was like, this is Mister Majestic, right? And it's funny because this is a Charles Bronson movie, right? Like yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if like they wrote this in the mid nineties, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're just waiting until Statham was old enough, right? You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> and they tried to make him. They tried to make Statham uh, Charles Bronson uh, the mechanic. Yeah, the movie right, The Mechanic yeah, yeah. was Charles Bronson, which is silly because that's the one Charles Bronson movie that's like this kind of meditative, like weird, like existential dread kind of movie. It's not your Death Wish. It's not your you know uh, uh, Ten to Midnight. So they took that and tried to make a Jason Statham movie out of it, which terrible idea. I say that, but they got a sequel. But. But eh. I want him to do this. I don't like Liam Neeson doing these kinds of movies. Oh, God, like no. I just don't anymore because <laughs> I... he wasn't that guy. You know what I mean? Jason Statham was that guy. Jason Statham was like the the action star who never got his due in his prime. Mm -hmm. And now that he's older, we're appreciating him in that way. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I hope he has a long career of B movies and not. And I, <laughs> not beekeeper movies. Well, I mean, I go see a sequel to this too, but just bee movies in general, like Bronson did. Yeah, you know? yeah. I actually invited Charles Bronson to my birthday party, and um, he died like two weeks after I sent out the invitation. Oh, oh man! I'd like to think he was like so excited yeah. that he <laughs> uh, that you know that was a, that would have been a moment. <laughs> yeah. I know, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's open it to the floor. Will you have a question for us? Uh, so does anybody have a puzzle piece? We have posters we're going to give away to anybody who uh, gives us some pieces. So I, I see a hand right over there, actually. Um, I have a piece that kind of reminded me with the action revenge and elite fighters and against each other and fighting your way to the top kill bill. Mm -hmm. Sure. Kind of not take it too serious, but lots of action. Absolutely. As far as like revenge movies go, as far as like, you know, all that corruption at the top, as far as... Uh, Really stylish-looking, uh, you know, set pieces and whatnot. You know, definitely you can go with Kill Bill there. And I mean, I think Kill Bill is one that, like, it's it's hard nowadays to to think of these revenge movies without a Kill Bill on a list of things that might have inspired it. it. Like, it comes up so often, but it's because it's so damn good. Yeah, know? it changed movies in a way that nobody noticed. Like when it came out, it was Tarantino, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's that's what he does." And it's like, go back and look at Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Jack. No, that's not what he was doing. You right. know what I mean? It it was so right on the money that we didn't even notice what a boom it was. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Kill Bill was a really nice. When I remember watching it, and I might be one of the few people that's more of a fan of Kill Bill, 
Bill Volume 2 than 1. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was such a love letter to all the movies that I grew up watching. A lot of the Shaw Brothers movies, a lot sure. of the very early Jackie Chan movies, um, a lot of the uh, Gordon Liu who, movies who was in Kill Bill 1 and 2. Uh, you know, so I, I love that that was part of like, you know, it really kind of brought my childhood back. So I really appreciated those movies for that. Absolutely. We got another one right over here. With all like the surveillance footage and tracking and, and data and computer and all of that interweb network stuff, like Enemy of the State. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yes. That was a great one. Yeah. Thank you for bringing Tony and into Gene, this. Gene Hackman, Will Smith. Gene Hackman. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my favorite performances of Gene Hackman. Uh, well, know, it's. Well, it's, that's supposed to, it's implied that that's his character from The Conversation. That that in oh. itself is like a, a, a 20 years later sequel. Really? That Yeah, that Gene Hackman's character in that is his character from The Conversation. That's, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Huh. Well, we're getting into some deep stuff here. We got one up there. What do we got? I, my puzzle piece is Rich. <laughs> Rich Rosen is a disruptive audience member. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're not we're not bringing him to any of these anymore. <laughs> Let's go over here. Um, the whole idea, the whole notion of kind of like somebody who's you know in or was in law enforcement going kind of you know renegade, and also just the notion of like you know going through all this stuff, getting to the final boss, die hard. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, once we get to that house, and you know, is creeping down corridors, setting up traps, all that kind of stuff. 100% uh, Die Hard's one that I was thinking about. He hangs just, the guy. We just watched it over Christmas break. Oh. You know? Do you like one or two more? I like three. Honestly. That's my favorite, too. <laughs> really? Three is really underrated. Yeah, as a Christmas movie, though, which one do you think... Which That's the question we should be having about Die Hard. Which one is more of a Christmas movie, one or two? Mm. Because I think two is. I think two plays more into the Christmassy kind of nature of things. That's interesting. Right. Well, let's go. My mom's got one here. Okay, no. Uh... <laughs> Nothing to do with the plot whatsoever, but the opening fight scenes, mm -hmm. that was Chinese Connection mm. from 71 or 72. The end fight scene, everybody running all over the place, that was Enter the Dragon. Okay. And the bad guy with the bad leg, he reminded me of a character from Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got Chinese Connection. <laughs> We've got, uh, uh, what'd you say, Enter the, the Dragon? Enter the Dragon. And, and we have Mortal Kombat. All right. Which Mortal Kombat was a, kind of a remake of Enter the Dragon? Sure. No, I didn't. But I do want to say, as much as I love Jason Stratham, there is a video out there of a rock group that's, it could be an English girl rock group or something, and there is a man in the background who's semi-naked and he's dancing. Mm -hmm. He's wearing his little bathing suit, a speedo or something. Someone's and a fan. And but first everyone's bubble. It's Jason. Ah. I guess he was very hard up for money. Is it and really? He's like this and that. Is this like Van Damme and Break It? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I, I, I'm going to uh, go on a little tangent right now. Um, <laughs> since, since my mom and dad are in the audience, it they are? Constantly. Yes, they are. Uh, do you guys now understand why you can't have the same password for every fucking password? <laughs> <laughs> do we have any other puzzle pieces in the crowd? Right up there. Oh. Uh, birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Mm. 
just like a, a good use of using the environment as like like practical um, like kills and fights. Yeah, we'll talk like again. A good use of like weapons around the room and just like practical. Like Groovy. Absolutely, birds of prey. There's so much like going on and they stuff every single action sequence. I do wish. I mean, that kind of gets me on a uh, another little bit of a tangent, but like. I wish there were more bees in this movie. Like he could have punched that's someone what the in sparks bees. Were. Right. I should, noticed that halfway through. That's like the bee element. There like should have been more there. of those. And, and when he made the electrified bees in the beginning, Dope. that like I mean, come on. That was that was their no, visual was, cue to let us know that that's what the sparks will be throughout. I'm gonna have to I watch was the ready movie to throw down some like Candyman, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. some fried green tomatoes <laughs> with the bee element, but that's just not what happened. Yeah. Can't forget my girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so of course, oh, they're, they're saving man. it for the Why sequel. Why are we all forgetting Wicker Man? Of course, and Wicker Man, man too. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a... Yeah. The Lady in White. The Lady in White has a puzzle piece. Uh, how about Walking Tall? Yes. Walking Tall, walking absolutely. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Don Baker. Yeah, Joe yep. Yeah, it, it's just such a great like subgenre of action, like where you just, yeah. No, there there were three of them, but he only did the first. It was Bo uh, Bo Svensson did uh, two and three, did Walking Tall two wow. and three, but uh, he's the only Jodon Baker's like the only guy like that left. Like uh, Fred Thompson's gone, Ernest Borgnine is gone. Like he's the only like kind of old school country dude, you know, who like I don't know. He's the only one we got left. We I wish that he would have like. Is he? <laughs> I believe so. What movie has he put out? Well, that's, I mean, that doesn't mean he's been in movies. That's what I was going to say. Like, I, you know, I'd like for him to pop up in little cameos. You know what I mean? That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, throw a little punch and then just move along. But... I, I'm surprised none of us said John Wick. And here's the thing. Yeah. A, A, I think it's like too obvious. But B, I would be. I was really happy that they didn't do John Wick style fight scenes because like that language is so overused at the moment, sure, you know, like sure. by the time it got to atomic blonde, it was like, I know I've seen the, the one long take. This was mm -hmm. just skill. You know what I mean? It wasn't even choreography as much as it was just like skill, agility, like inventiveness, a you guy know? beating ass basically. But yeah, yeah, but no, of course. I mean, the fact that it's like the fuck up son who, you know, causes all this and the dad's so disappointed with them. I mean, oh, yeah, a yeah. everything about it. Like there's so much John Wick to this, like, and I, I think they want you to make that connection. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, that's Jeremy exactly. Irons is playing John Leguizamo. Yeah. He does the whole, like, you know, once the beekeeper comes for you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, interesting oh, yeah, that yeah. they, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's interesting that they, um, that it was so different because uh, Jerry Mar Mar uh, Marinas, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he is like from that group. He is from that 8711 like collective. So, cool. um, and he's been in, he's worked on a few of the John Wicks on top of working with Jason, Jason Statham. So uh, it's interesting that they took a, a, a different approach with how they approached the action. It was still shot well, which is mm -hmm. like, like, thank God, because if I have to see another Liam Neeson shaky camera epileptic seizure yeah. fight scene. I'm going to strangle somebody. Like I just, like, nah. like, <laughs> I I did look it up by the way, and Joe Don Baker is still alive. He's 88 years old. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. He's ready for another role. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. Let's call him up right now. Yeah. We got another puzzle piece up there. What do we got? Big Liam Neeson fan here, so let's oh, chill the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> the fights are terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And now uh, I'm going to quickly roll back the hands of time. Uh, Hutcherson's first line, he goes, or very early, he goes, when, he, when Jason Statham calls him, my name is Fuck You is a direct Alec Baldwin, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross line. Right? There you Boiler go. Boiler room, boiler, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. And then, you know, there's the scene um, at the gas station, which is right out of RoboCop, where he blows up the gas station. And that last sequence, which is the, you know, mansion, after breaking in the mansion, the Wellar mansion, it's, it's, uh, it's Beverly Hills Cop. Well, they have the line too, where he says, "I just got thrown through a plate window." The guy, the the guy in the goat suit says that. Yeah. And that's Bill. Yeah. That's yeah. that's Eddie Murphy's whole thing. I just got thrown through a fucking window. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Jason. with uh, what is it, Chris Penn and Reservoir Dogs? Um, like there's the, the the real cheese ball shit shitty oh, guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Oh, but he's so scary in that. Like he, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the best he ever was. Yeah. R.I.P. to him. Yeah, Who would have no, thought that sure. he that Joe Don Baker would outlive Chris Penn? Didn't see you that one I mean? coming. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Say that to his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and How still taller you, than any of us. <laughs> Do we have any other puzzle pieces from the crowd? I... Yeah. Gina, you got a puzzle piece for us? I was going to say that guy's next role is death. The guy you guys were just talking about. Oh, oh yeah. Joe Don Baker? Yeah, probably any day now. He's auditioning right now. Yeah. So, Goodness. Well, I think that does it for our puzzle pieces here. Let's get into some closing thoughts. Chris, uh, anything that we didn't quite get into that you want to mention about this movie? Um, No, I think it was fun. I thought it was. it's a good role for Jason Statham. Uh, I think he's made a real niche and career for himself with uh these types of roles and I, I love watching him do this action stuff so uh and i'm i'm here every you know every time expendables comes out i'm right there you know like did you so. like four uh no oh, <laughs> damn i did not like but you know what i'm the same writer right uh is it i don't know yeah, i i like so. four i i didn't yeah. i didn't particularly care for for four i loved the third one yeah. Third one that I thought was really well done. I thought the action was really well. Because look, I'm not going, I'm not going to an Expendables movie for Shakespeare. Okay, let's just like let's mm. make this clear. Like mm. you know, there are certain movies, and and I think the Marvel movies, uh, a lot of the MC MCU movies are are kind of following the same line. I'm not really there for like groundbreaking work. If I get a Captain America Winter Soldier, great. But like, you know, I'm there to have fun with it. And I think with this movie, this was such a fun movie. This is a movie that I can just kind of kick back and just eat my popcorn and hot dog and, you know, and have a good time with it. And I think there's a, I think that's an underrated thing to have in, in, in theaters, you know? So yeah. um, not every movie needs to take themselves so damn seriously. And, yeah. and this one knew what it was and it really kind of ran with it. So I love that about this movie. Yeah, we're recording this on opening weekend. I mean, who knows how well this is going to do. Mm -hmm. We might end up with an entire, you know, beekeeper universe thing going on. But, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully if they do do sequels, it, it just starts at that hundred and just keeps getting more ridiculous and leans into all of its like action movie influences. Did you guys know this was going to be rated R? I didn't. I don't think I, I realized that. Yeah. No. Is it? It didn't even seem like it was rated oh, R. There were F-bombs. Oh, yeah. It's pretty violent. Yeah. You're right. I, it's the F-bombs. Yeah. yeah. It, this is the kind of movie that like every the kid under... We're in. Like yeah. every kid under 13 is going to be so mad. You know, like I, yeah. I had cool parents. I would have seen this with my dad yeah. if I was yeah. under 13 too. But like, you know. 
Luella, closing thoughts. Oh, I mean, I had a tough time with it, and I've seen double team with <laughs> Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's a good one. So, I, yeah. Um, but I do want to give a shout-out to the girl with the pink trench coat because she was totally taking Jane Child's hairdo, singer from the 80s. I... I enjoyed that part. We did not talk <laughs> about that other beekeeper. She fucking ruled. She like stole this movie. Three minutes. She was on fire. Statham's whole attitude in that scene was just shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> not having it one bit. Joe, closing thought. This is the kind of movie that's gonna get people back into a theater. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. like yes. like here's the thing. Like right and wrong is not the same as good and evil. And I think that movies uh movies uh, need to exist in a space of good and evil instead of right and wrong because right and wrong is like somewhat subjective and, and, and they've taken right and wrong uh, the industry and they've, they've, they've commodified it, industrialized it. Like, you know, like, so like good and evil and, and no offense. Like I know a lot, like uh, I live in LA and I've dealt with enough of these people. They're dumb. And so like, <laughs> like, but here's the thing. Dumb is not a weakness. Dumb is not even a criticism as long as you're doing good. Mm. Right. So like if you're dumb and good like this movie is like <laughs> that's that's a service to everyone. And that's what people want to go see. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we we're, we're tired. We're angry. We're frustrated. We're sad. But like evil was vanquished in this movie, sure. you know, and rewarded. You know what I mean? It was rewarded by. I mean, why I would I would see that. We'd all movie. watch it. Yeah, I, the, yeah, like of course, I, but but no, yeah, like that. I think that this is the kind of movie that, like, yeah, you want to go on Friday and go see this movie, yeah, you know. And I think that now, like, even Marvel itself has gotten to this kind of commodified thing, and it's you, you, it, it's 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 a it's an assembly. It's a you know, and you're not watching real action. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even trust that the suits that these guys are wearing are real anymore. Not just Iron Man, but fucking Spider-Man's costume is CGI at this point, even when he's just standing. So like getting to see somebody who is better than us doing what they do best, like that's always going to be exciting. So I, I, this, it's going to be hard to top this movie this year already right out of the gate. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What's the, I want a consensus. Does anybody have another question or anything? (laughs) Okay, mom, what? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously the beekeeper protect the hive with the colon, but that's the obvious one. Beekeeper too, but that's your boogaloo. That's yeah. Of course, uh, of course. Do we have the, any other? Uh, the beekeeper and the green hornet. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, he teams uh, up with uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. And <laughs> buzz off. Buzz off. Okay. Ooh. The rom. Honey, honey, I'm home. I love it. I that's like this one. idea of a rom com version. Like, yeah. what is this guy like on a date? <laughs> I would love to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> Beekeep oh. your way out of this one. There you go. I like that show on um, Stuck on You, Honey and the Bees. Oh. <laughs> you know, sea keeper. There you go. You know, this brings Brilliant. up brilliant. Did this, you just say the sea keeper? He sure did. Shit. <laughs> give him two posters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This brings up a really good point that I, I, I just occurred to me with this movie. There were not enough B puns in this movie. There like was I was expecting, I, yeah, I was it. wanting more. Yeah. Like I really wanted, like you know, like 
to be continued. You know, something, That's something said, like to be or not to be. Yeah. I mean, I've needed more. That one was a. I don't know. Like, here's a fun fact about bees. Yeah. I, <laughs> he, he did say beekeeper in almost every scene. You're absolutely right. But yeah, no, the, the more the merrier, basically. But you know, I think there was a fair amount. If but, they uh, do make a sequel, I hope they don't go John Wick and try to make it bigger and yada yada yada. Like, keep it here. Yeah. Like, keep it here. Keep it creative, but keep it here. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my advice to them. I, I think that's a, that's a fair point to end it on. Chris, what do you got going on? What do you want to plug? Uh, right now, uh, I don't really have anything going on, which is kind of nice for change. Nice. Um, uh, working on a horror movie with uh, my friends Alberto Triana and Melissa Dorosario. So we're doing pickups for that sometime this year. Other than that, I am looking forward to kind of a nice, quiet year. <laughs> like, mm. I, I just want to, I just want to, I'd like, I like, um, I like that we're hopefully going to get to go back to work as actors. So that's really awesome. Nice. Um, but, uh, Woo! but yeah, but you know, other than that, um, just working with, uh, I, I, I'm not teaching really any classes anymore, but I am still working with actors. Uh, that want to learn action, that want to prepare for action roles in films and stuff. Uh, working with my friend Kevin Sanders, who's who's doing fight choreography for a, a feature film right now. So helping him out as much as we can. And in between that, just doing a bunch of fight demos and stuff. So Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Luella, what do you got going on? Um, well, my next thing is I'm going to be doing another song parody. Uh, the last one was, it's on all my stuff. And, um, <laughs> and um, the next one, um, I'm going to want to record it very soon. And then we're supposed to be doing the music video, hopefully before the end of the month. Um, and to continue my series, Bitches Be Crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's about it, I think, for right now. 